Chiefs. It is episode four of the uh, Cephalo Podcast Show, and I have Jay from Fishbone, and now is in Year of the Dragon, and I have Trash Crab and Yo. Penisius, aka Yo. Passable. <laughs> and today we are talking about stories from being on tour. Yes, sir. And uh, I think that Jay said that he has stories from being on Fishbone that he wants to share. I know uh, uh, Penisius has stories from... What band are you in? Uh, right now it's Feral Fawcett. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you say Feral that... Fawcett? Is that what I heard? Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Whoever came up with that one, good job. Uh, yeah. I, uh, my guitarist, actually. I'd actually... Huh? Oh, it was you? No, my guitarist. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. I'd like to know where you uh, came up uh, with that name, or he came up with the name. There's a play on Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. That, that's it. It's not that deep. <laughs> yeah. It's just the chick from... One of the chicks from Charlie's Angels. Oh, I guess that makes the original show. Yeah, I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she was, never she seen was like that. a like a bombshell in the seventies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably the the number one choice, the the blonde on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, she was definitely the the it girl. I'm pretty sure uh, the other two girls did not get a Playboy spread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty I- good. Yeah. How do you how do you spell the the name of your band? Uh, F E R A L and then faucet like a sink. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Feral faucet. Uh, yeah, give that a download on Spotify while we're talking about that. Because otherwise, we're still in the process of recording our EP. Oh, is there nothing out on Spotify right now? Yeah, we've got a couple things recorded, but like it's been a weird balance of trying to get. Uh, some more music written and playing shows we've only been together for like eight months at this point oh okay i got you not too long yet but uh yeah so whoever wants to say uh do you not play guitar in the band mike uh i mean i have a song i wrote that i'll like hop off of drums to play on guitar but typically i play drums for the band yeah all right on cool I just kind of assumed, you know, since, uh, you know, I know you play, that uh, you'd be playing guitar in the band. But, uh, but I just try to write a lot of music, are, honestly. Drums are sick. Yeah, I actually, I, I might have kn- no, uh, known you play drums, but uh, I also don't remember shit ever, so you probably you <laughs> probably told me at one point, I just fucking forgot. But, uh... But, uh... Jay, one thing I was curious about uh, was how did you even uh, manage to get into Fishbone in the first place? Okay, so that's a good story. Okay, so um, I have played trombone for, this is now my 25th, going on 26 years. And from, you know, middle school, eighth grade, all through high school, took a year off. Uh, When I got to college, I went to UCLA, who is currently losing with a minute and a half to go i'm fucking mad and shit i'm so sad bro we were fucking up and they epic collapse but anyway 
once I graduated from UCLA, my band, uh, my high school band director, and you know, basically my mentor, he's a trumpet player. Uh, he went to the University of Michigan, taught for you know 25, 30 years at at the school that I, I'm I went to, Washington and, and uh, Washington Prep High School in Los Angeles, California, South Central, and. Um, at one point, when Fishbone was, you know, they had the album. Uh, I want to say, uh, what's the '91 album? It should be "Give a Monkey a Brain" and you'll you'll swear he's the center of the universe. It could be that one, or it could, or maybe it's "Reality of My Surroundings." I can't remember which one. Either one of those. Uh, there's a song on there called "Sunless Saturday." At the end of that song, there is a a trumpet. Uh, I guess you call it a fugue um, played at the end right. and uh, that's by my band director mentor Fernando Pullum now he's my again my, my high school band director and all that shit so he when I graduated UCLA he found out I was still playing because he didn't know um, gave me an opportunity to teach at his school because uh, he had like he was the arts director for uh, an inner city charter school system. Um, and he had his own school that was like named after him. So he gave me an opportunity to teach at, uh, you know, for this, this, it's called ISEF, Inner City Education Foundation. And uh, of course, being fresh out of college, I was like, yeah, I'll take that. So I took that job. I was teaching, you know what I mean? I was teaching five classes on, on four different campuses right out of college, like as an undergrad. Damn. You know what I mean? You know, educator. So that was tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and so, like, uh, I was only, like, 23, 24 at the time. It was 2009. Yeah, I was 23 turning 24. And so, of course, I had knew, known about Fishbone. My, You know, Fernando had told us a, a million stories about them, you know, him playing on Saturday Night Live. So Fishbone played on Saturday Night Live in 91. They played some on Saturday so at the end, you can see Fernando with Fishbone playing that trumpet fugue at the end of Summer Saturday <laughs> on Saturday Night Live, the one time Fishbone was on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, they got, they've never been back because they broke one of the rules or whatever. I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, so, was it being a ska band? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely one of the rules. I can't see how to go back. You know, I think it was maybe, you know, smoking. Or, I can't fucking remember. Cussing. Who, whoever knows. Pissing <laughs> yeah, off. Uh, some bullshit. Pissing off Lauren Michaels. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. I couldn't remember his fucking name. But, they, you know, one of those things. And so Fernando would tell us the story all the goddamn time about him playing that, that show on Saturday Night Live. How he was dressed in orchestra, like attire and a tuxedo. Right. Uh, you know, Fishbone don't do that type of shit. So he had yeah. to like borrow, borrow a regular like T-shirt. From... <laughs> <laughs> he had to borrow a T-shirt from a Teamster, and so it's like that's a fucking bummer. <laughs> so he's like, "Hey man, can I borrow the T-shirt?" And so he did that shit, and did the sh did that shit. So you know, fast forward. That was ninety one. Fast forward. 28 fucking years later to 2009 and so the first first that the week of my birthday when i'm turning 24 i think the day before my birthday um like that monday that monday of that week the, the my birthday was that friday when we had or saturday i think 
and, the, and that show was Friday. We had a show in San Francisco. Monday, I go in to teach, you know, I'm going into work, and he fucking gives me, a, he, he pulls me to the side like, hey, man, uh, the, the then trombone player for Fishbone was a guy named John McKnight. John McKnight was planning on leaving the group at some point uh, in the near future. He decided, you know, that he didn't want to be, you know, he wanted to pursue other shit. So they had an opening for, you know, at least a few gigs. Like, it was originally supposed to be, like, for four. I ended up only playing three of the four, I think, maybe two of the three. I can't really remember all of those details. But that Monday, Fernando pulls me aside, like, hey, man, you want to do this gig? It pays this much. It's in San Francisco. And I'm like, sure, as long as you give me the day off from work. Like, you know, I teach. <laughs> I have to teach all these kids that you fucking pay me for to teach. So he's like, yeah, no, don't worry about it, da-da-da-da-da, all right. And then I was like, all right, cool, bet, yes, of course. You know, I'm, I'm going to take any opportunity to perform at that point. Um, yeah, so yeah. during that week, I basically had to go meet with Angelo. I hadn't met, you know, I, I knew the guys, or of, of the guys, but I never met them. They had been to Fernando's, like, school and some of the other, you know, programs before, but... I had never like spoken with them. So um, I go to Angelo's, he was staying in Hollywood at the time, uh, that Wednesday, and I met with him, went over like stuff for like at least like an hour or so, uh, hour and a half maybe, go shot the shit, start, start practicing, learning, you know, horn parts and everything like that uh, for stuff I had to play. So that was my literal first time meeting Angelo, having a conversation, going to his shit, and then, like, practicing with him. Next thing I know, uh, that Friday, when we're heading to San Francisco. So, by the way, we were opening for Living Color. It was Fishbone opening oh, for Living Color. Oh, holy shit. What a fucking nice. trip, right? Yeah. So I get in the van, and then I'm still practicing shit with Angelo. And I meet, like, everybody else in the band, you know. Then it was John Stewart on drums. Uh, Walt was out of the band. Um, and so, you know, my band director was playing trumpet. Uh, then it was, he didn't drive up with us. He, he had a Porsche. So he, was, he drove up himself, <laughs> which was, you know, uh, some crazy shit to me. Yeah. And then... You know, in the van on the way, you know, we're, we're riding up. Uh, another person who was, you know, Norwood was there. Fucking Greg, he's the bass player. Greg Bell was uh, a good friend. He also played in uh, Norwood's group, front group, Trulio Disgracious. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, he passed away a few years back. Love Greg Bell. He was he was one of the, the crew guys for that, that run. So I, I, I will always remember that moment. So this... We're in the van five hours from, you know, L.A. to San Francisco, driving up. I'm practicing with, with Angelo the whole way, or most of the way up there in the van. All right. <laughs> so my guy, and then, you know, Rocky George from uh, Suicidal Tendencies with the guitar, was a guitar player at the time. I met him. Great dude. Love him still to this day. Uh, and, and then the keyboard player at the time was a guy named Dre Gibson. Um, a little older than me, very talented musician. Uh, super stoked to, you know, play with those guys. So we drive up, we get to San Francisco, you know, uh, we're only there, for, you know, for that one night. I fucking meet one of Fishbone's legendary homies, Butch. 
I don't know Butch's real name. Somebody has told <laughs> me it before. I I don't I you know because like there are some people who love Butch greatly, and for Fishbone in the Bay Area, he is everything, right? So he's he's literally always the first person you would see in the Bay Area when Fishbone would roll into town. We get there, see Butch. I was thinking like, who is this dude? He looks homeless. Hair full of dreads, <laughs> a bag, a bag full, a bag full of roaches. You know what I'm saying? And like, Butch was Butch was the man. You know what I'm saying? Butch was amazing. I loved Butch. He was the man. Um, but you know, he also lived a wild life. I can't say you know much more about. I don't really know him. You know, I just know that it was like that. Um, so let me tell you, that first show was the most nerve wracking experience I, I, I probably have had in all of my fishbone shows. Okay. Like I'm standing next to, first of all, I, I, I learned songs that, that Wednesday. You know what I mean? i learned songs that Friday and on the way to the gig. And then at the gig, I'm playing next to my mentor, my boss, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's telling me shit in my ear and like the whole night. You know what I'm saying? Like, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And then next thing I know, I, I turn to my right at one point and this motherfucker goes crowd surfing. And I'm like, all right, big guy. All right, okay, okay. I see it's like that. So you can do whatever kind of whatever the shit you want to do. And I'm up here like stressing out, walking on eggshells and shit. When we, when we play a, you know, when we play a song that has horns in it, we're up there, you know, having a good time. Then we fucking, you know, leave the stage when it's not our time because it's not. I'm not. I'm not that guy yet, which was fine for me. I was like that, you know, standing there awkwardly would be would be terrible. So, <laughs> but to watch this dude, like, you know, who's been, you know, basically like a father figure for like at that point, damn near, I don't know, 50, uh, what, eight years, six years, seven years, however long, you know, I mean, from uh, high school to, you know, then my my literal first job out of college full-time job out of college all of that shit was crazy um get through the gig it was great you know what i mean super i was super excited everything about it was amazing everybody was cool everybody was you know it was it was nothing but love and positivity um and then that that went on you know for another two or so gigs like not really close but like you know spread out over time and so that 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 felt that felt really good for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, I, I didn't expect that. It was, it was the the least thing, the, like the last thing on my mind that, to, to, that I thought would happen. Like for me to be able to play in fishbone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it it's went down crazy. in such a, such a weird fucking way. And then that was, that, 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 that was my first gig. It led to two more, like I said, it led to two more gigs. Um, but like that was the intro for me being in the band. You know what I'm saying? Like it was pretty solid for the next nine to ten years. You know what I'm saying? I left the band at the end of 2017, almost 2018. So, um, dude. <laughs> so basically, were were you in any other uh, bands before that? Like, or was it just like? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I played it. I I I started. Uh, playing professionally as a musician at 19. So 
this will be year this is year 18 going on 19 for me now oh, okay um <laughs> and then like i i that was because I, I get i took a year off at ucla when i i got there as a freshman i put my horn away Call a fucking timeout, UCLA. Come on. Oh, my God. They're down by two. Sorry, man. This game is fucking nuts right now. I can't believe they they have made it close. They were they were getting there. Hit the three, Bailey. Yes! Holy shit! Holy shit! They're up one with 12 seconds left. Holy shit! Holy shit! Yes! Holy shit! Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, so at, 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 nine, at 19... Uh, I was, I was, you know, going to UCLA. I had a fucking, uh, an offer to record for, uh, my then warehouse manager. Cause I worked at the UCLA student store in the back, moving all the heavy ass boxes. It was literally the first job I took my first day as a freshman on campus over the summer there at UCLA. They offered me, I was like, I need money, bro. Like they, they were like, you want to work? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I huffed fucking boxes all day at, at, at the student store in the back, you know, textbooks and all that shit. It was crazy. I fucking got an offer to record horn parts for some project of his. It was my manager's fucking project with some of the you know, other black rockers out here. And that got me to take my horn out of the closet to start recording again after not picking up my horn for an entire year after graduating high school. Oh, hell yeah. Um, the next thing that happened that was huge for me was uh, I went to, uh, you know, like I said, I went to a, a high school called Washington High in L.A. Um, that's in South Central that, like, uh, if you've ever seen a movie, like, called The Principal, I think it's The Principal. It's really about Washington High back in the 70s when that shit was terrible um and the the principal had to be like body slamming kids and shit like that because you know it's one of those edward james almost type movies where you know it's like (laughs) how do i reach these kids type of shit (laughs) you know what i'm saying so it was not a it was not a great school but what hooked me was in like i said in eighth grade i i i was set to like go to Crenshaw high where nipsey went because i at the time that's where i was living close to you know that area Slauson and Crenshaw right but right up in there um, shit right right up in there bro like Fucking you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's where my that's where my that's where my folks are from word holy shit he hit a three come back no no run down the court oh he got stripped we're fuck it oh I'm sad oh oh this is I don't miss that part of sports. <laughs> Same way we lost last time we played Gonzaga, a, a half-court three. Uh, man, that's a fucking bummer, dude. He actually fucking hit that shit. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how Jalen Suggs beat us last last time on a uh, half-court three. All right, so it's fucking nuts. We're, so we, uh, I was at that school, um, and and uh, uh, how I got at that school was you know Fernando basically recruited me. In high, in eighth grade, he came to you know the school I was going to, and I was like, I'm going to Crenshaw High. He was like, Nah, you're going to my school. <laughs> you're gonna be in this new music magnet that I'm creating. And I was like, Oh, all right, cool, bet. And that, it was all she wrote. So, um, 
there is a band which, which is pretty much made up of uh people who graduated from my high school but who are like a little bit older like uh i graduated in 2003 this is actually my 20 year reunion this year from high school and the guys in this band graduated like 97 98 99 so they're in their 40s now but at the time they were you know in their late 20s you know and they needed a trombone player or a third horn player and they looked back and like i was a guy who always looked up to those dudes because like they started this band when i was in high school well when they were in high school just years before me so they really had everything they had everything everything that i wanted yeah ucla lost by three tough game um they had everything that i wanted so that opportunity was huge for me i didn't i really didn't know what to do with myself um when that happened and so i i went on twitter called the wild bunch w-y-l-d-e-b-u-n-c-h the wild bunch because the wb also stood for washington band right uh and before i joined the group uh they at one point were signed to sony music uh which is, i i think it's kind of funny because sony music didn't know what to do with them just the way sony music at one point had fishbone back in the 80s and they didn't know what to do with them and how to promote them and you know that's kind of like an interesting parallel for me to be in two bands that were once signed to sony after they were signed to sony and you know them not being as successful as they should be because you know industry issues and shit like that so i joined yeah, I fucking, wild bunch. i fucking know that band dude the wild bunch they had a yeah the last song. day of school dude i know that fucking song we live life yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah you know, dude. Dude. <laughs> that's the dope you were in that band yeah man i, I spent so it's funny if you so you know we're t- we were talking about college sports earlier, because I was in that band around I joined that band in fucking two thousand five or two thousand six when I was twenty yeah. right right before I see I took, you in one of these pictures of the band <laughs> <laughs> we were on fucking Fox Sports College Football Saturday back in oh six <laughs> so you know what I'm saying playing uh, one of the new songs at that time called uh, Stomp the Bleachers. So, yeah, dudes, for, so for, for not playing for a year to then having a bunch of opportunities open open before me when I thought for sure, like, um, uh, having all those, you know, opportunities come up out of nowhere, you know, it was like, dude, what are you doing? Why aren't you playing your trombone? And so that really pushed me to get back out there and do the thing. They, um, at the time when I joined the group, they had that single Stomp the Bleachers coming out. We did that Fox Sports shit. That was huge. And then we went on tour with uh, Slightly Stupid. So. Oh, hell yeah. That was, that was literally my first <clears throat> tour ever. I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet, I think, when I, when I first started playing with those cats. So like some of the local things that I did with the band, you know, I still had that those those X's on my hands <laughs> when I hit the club, you know, which I did. And then for that 
for that entire and that, that entire month we were on tour, we only did part of Slightly Stupid tour where we opened for them on the West Coast, Cali, uh, you know, Colorado and stuff like that. Um, we uh, we like I said, we opened for Slightly Stupid. Uh, and it opened my eyes to the, the the things that I could really do, like in a, in a, as a part of a band. Um, so I had to do like a lot of work myself in order to make that shit happen for me. We were on tour for a month. I was uh, at UCLA, and like, unless you're in a UCLA band, like nobody kind of like uh nobody like no understands nobody knows what the fuck you're doing so at the time i had i started at ucla i wanted to be like a, a computer science engineer guy but because i spent my entire fucking uh four years of high school in every band i could fucking be in jazz band marching band fucking you know, even like bandas, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> with my homies, like Mexican bandas and shit like that. Like yeah, yeah. gospel groups, like you name it. Like if there was a band that, that I could play in, I was doing it. <laughs> um, and so if I spent that much time doing computer science and shit, I would have been able to, you know, actually succeed in that type of major. But I wasn't, so I couldn't fucking do that. Um, so I ended up switching my major to music history at some point uh maybe i think my sophomore or not my sophomore year because i got fucked my sophomore year up um so it would have been like maybe my second sophomore year i I ended up being at ucla for six years um so i almost got kicked out at one point so i was in the music history major the only like it was so so funny kind of at that time because one of my roommates uh my sophomore year was a music history major at the time and and he changed his major to history um for whatever reason uh and then i got into music history as he was leaving out so it was like oh they switched one black guy for another black guy <laughs> <laughs> you can only have one at a time you can only That's have one <laughs> and so i was like damn so you know That's right when up. i got there i was like ah oh, geez <laughs> i guess i'm the I guess I'm the one guy here. And so there was some cool people in the program that I was, you know, went going to school with, but the 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 professors were very not like I guess open to shit that you know, it's a music history course, but you don't like you spend most of the your your two two or three years in the program like really learning about shit that you don't you aren't really interested in to be honest like uh, at least i wasn't <laughs> you know what i mean i don't like medieval music i don't like fucking yeah baroque and classical and all that shit it was just like uh, i have to learn this because this is what you say i have to learn but, all right cool and so in order to go on tour with wild bunch and slightly stupid i had to do a month's work of work for uh, as many of my classes as possible i see um and that's a bitch 
Dog. So, like, when I got back, everybody thought I had dropped out because they hadn't seen me in a month. <laughs> and, like, so I was saying, like, unless you, you were in a UCLA band or, like, a program that, you know, hey, we're going to be going, on, you know, traveling out of state to do XYZ thing. Nobody knew who the fu- what the fuck I was doing, even though I talked to all my professors, like, hey, I'm going on tour for a month. I will be back. Here's all my work. Turn it in in advance. So by the time I get back, I'll, I'll maybe have missed a couple of things, but you know what I mean? Don't fail me. I will be back. <laughs> and then I show up and it's like, oh, we thought, you know, oh, the, the one black kid, I told you, totally thought you, you know, dropped out or whatever. And it's like, no, motherfucker, like I turned in a month's worth of work beforehand and I, was, I went to work. Like shit, you know you're like, you're like, did you even notice I'm a different black guy? <laughs> like, Jesus what the fuck? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was like that dude um, but that that was like man that 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 was my first tour ever 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 and it was literally one of the best experiences of my life um i think i think uh One of my favorite tour stories happens on that tour. So by the time where I'm on tour with these guys, open up for Slightly Stupid, I'm 21, right? But for, like a fresh 21. Finally. You got the ex's wiped Finally, off your hands. Right. I got those yeah, ex's wiped off. <laughs> so got a fucking some... wristband. <laughs> I can go drink. I'm a big though, boy now. <laughs> you know, go get some wine coolers. <laughs> So like uh one night we were playing in either uh, I th- I want to say Salt Lake City, Utah or maybe maybe it wasn't Utah, it could have been Petaluma, California. I I I, I lean towards Petaluma. That's my, that's my part of town. Yeah, dude. I lean towards Petaluma cuz I want to say it was the Mystic Theater we played at. My memory is a little foggy, bro, because, like, you know what I'm saying? This is damn near 20 years ago, near almost now. And you are freshly 21. A few few years off. So after the show, we're hanging out because we had the night off, the next day, night off, off, and we were playing in, like, Tahoe or Reno, Reno the next day. Um, We're not, at that time, you know, the Wild Bunch wasn't as, as, as good as popular or big or whatever so we didn't have a tour bus we we had, we split the shit by like three vans right three minivans one for equipment which me and my, the sax player were riding in and then two for personnel because we had a big band like 10 10 or 11 members at the time um and we you know we, we were staying at this hotel uh slightly had their tour bus and after the show, at some point, I go hang out with the two lead singers of the band of, of my band, and we're on slightly stupid tour bus. You know, they found out I was like 21 <laughs> and hadn't really got drunk, like ever at that point. <laughs> or you know, at least it, like I had been tipsy, but I never been drunk. So you know, I'm hanging out on their tour bus. I, this is before I smoked weed, so I didn't. I had nothing. Oh, I was shit. sober as shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I was. I was sober as shit. I just. I just smoked tw- weed until I was twenty-three. And oh, so, wow. late bloomer yeah, over dude, here, man. 
Seriously. I made, I, I made I made up for it. Trust <laughs> me, I got some great I got some great stories for this podcast. So we are hanging out in the front of their bus, not even the back, because you know this is my first time on a tour bus ever at this age. And uh, so you know they started giving me alcohol or whatever, you know what I mean, whatever. I'm I'm getting fucked up rather quickly, but. <laughs> At some point, you know, I mean, we're you know we're hanging out with those guys. They're they're smoking and drinking. They're having a great ass time, you know what I mean. And like, my lead singer somehow, you know, like gets me back to the, the our hotel. The other lead singer, like the homie Speed, um, apparently got so fucked up he got left on their tour bus. And so we didn't find this, we didn't find this out until like the next morning. <laughs> Because, like, I was fucked up. I didn't know it. Shit, I'm back at the room. Like, all right, cool, bet. And then, like, their tour bus left, you know, early to drive to Tahoe. And so Speed wakes up in the middle of the day, like, why am I still on this tour bus? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like... I was like, is it cool that you're there? And they were like, yeah, it's all good. And like, all right, well, then we'll see you in Reno. We're like, fuck it. <laughs> They're not going to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, we, we met up with Speed in Reno, and he, it was all good. It was all love. No no, no bad feelings, no hard talk. Man, that's... So like, that's... <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story for him, man. That's, that's <laughs> funny, especially because it reminds me of, like, a Hard Times article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that they did have one like that. It was like uh, irresponsible band leaves basis in hot car or some shit. <laughs> uh, oh shit, dude, that's that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, I mean that's so that's that's definitely that's definitely one of them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other highlights. I can't remember too many other highlights. Oh, there is another highlight from that tour. Okay, so this is sometime after the Reno show. I think maybe, I don't know how long. Because uh, after that show, we had a show. Our last show of our part of the run with Slightly Stupid was in San Luis Obispo at the, the Pozo Saloon. All right. I don't know if you guys are somewhat familiar with that area. but it's it's next to like a state park, right? Yeah. And so this is 2006, 2007. And uh, well before Google Maps, we have MapQuest directions. Yeah. So oh, on the... <laughs> Man, those are some crazy days, dude. Spreading them out, holding it on the steering wheel as you drive. Jesus Christ. That fucking reminds me of a hilarious story. I'll let you finish, but I, I, I got something to add to that. Oh, man. You gotta make a note, dude, so you don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, please write that shit down. Yeah, seriously. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me put this like right in my face here so I won't forget that. Yeah. This is a good story. You got a post-it now that you can put on your fucking monitor. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now, man. Nice. I cannot believe. I almost forgot about this story, too. <laughs> all right but yeah continue so we had the map quest direction but the website explicitly states 
do not use the map quest directions <laughs> right <laughs> but you would know that if you just like ah oh, that's cool we'll just, we'll, yeah. yeah i got these map quest directions yeah Fuck right. we on we on our way um and of course the tour bus didn't use those directions because they have to go around anyway the, the long way so we ended up cutting through the state park in those three minivans on dirt bike paths to get to this fucking destination, <laughs> right? It was fucking frightening. I thought we were going to die. The fucking <laughs> equipment van that me and the sex player were in had a flat tire, <laughs> like, uh, or at least a low tire, because we had all the gear in this fucking van. Driving or up a mountain, or you know, down up a dirt bike fucking path, basically. <laughs> and so at every turn, I was like, "Yo, we're gonna fucking eat shit across over this fucking in a ravine with all this gear, and we're not <laughs> no cell phone service." I was like, "Dude, we're gonna fucking die." <laughs> like, I out here, so, man. I, <laughs> so I was freaking Mom, the fuck out Mom, come pick time. me up. I'm we, scared. <laughs> so then we finally get on the other side of that shit. And we hit the highway to this fucking saloon, and I was like, oh, my God, we fucking made it. I can't believe it. <laughs> like, dude, that was that was an epic tour, man. I still love it and miss a lot of the, the experiences from that tour. It was, it was fresh. It was new. I was hungry. I wanted everything I could. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I was so excited that, like, I couldn't, like, when we first left from L.A. to start the tour, you know, three minivans, I had a shift. That was the second shift from like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. for driving. And I fucking couldn't sleep before my shift. So I couldn't make my whole shift because by the time, you know, 5 a.m. we were about to stop. I was shaking from like drinking too many rock stars and frappuccino drinks. And like, I, and I just needed to, I needed to sleep, bro. Like, so like, they were like, let him pull over and somebody else would do the last hour. Da, 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 da. I was fucking too excited. And yeah, man. That's, that's... A very similar thing happened when me and my friends went on a fucking surfing slash fishing trip to Baja. We were oh, going wow. like we were driving like halfway down, so it was like a thirteen hour drive out of San Diego. And um Yeah, I was supposed to be like the second driver and I fucking couldn't fucking sleep the whole fucking time. So when I fucking went to take over, like I was like fucking, you know, drowsy and shit. <laughs> And, you know, in Mexico, oh, maybe, I mean, you probably know, but I'm assuming that uh, our other buddies here don't know uh, that, you know, yeah, the signage isn't not. the same and stuff. They they don't, you know, it like they obviously, you know, you can tell speed limit and shit like that, you, you know, but it's not it's not the same. So we were coming up on like a turn and it was a sharper turn than I anticipated from the signage. And it didn't help that we were like driving at night and uh like <laughs> like the back right wheel like went off into the fucking dirt a little bit in the turn and my friend whose car it was who had been driving the, the first ship was like nope that's it I'm driving the whole way <laughs> <laughs> and I still didn't sleep so it's me <laughs> that's crazy no no yeah, but that was a fun ass <laughs> trip, though, dude. Fucking, uh, kind of like what you were saying. Like, I mean, obviously, it wasn't like a multi-stop tour kind of trip, but like, uh, we spent like seven days camping on the beach by this little tiny village, fucking surfing, awesome. fucking 
spearfishing, fucking... We fucking uh, drank the town out of Pacifico. Um, <laughs> another thing that uh, you guys probably don't know about Mexico, and uh, particularly when you're in like the more rural areas with the smaller villages, um, when you get beer, you, you're supposed to bring the bottles back so they can reuse them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so... Because you do that, they give you, they'll give you a discount on your next case. Because they're just like, it's like, you know, oh, you know, you're renting the bottles or whatever. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, we, Pacifico was our preferred, you know, of the, the Mexican, you know, offerings. And uh, by, like, the second day when we went back in with our bottles, like, none of the little fucking liquor stores had any to fucking exchange it with. So we had to just buy another fucking case <laughs> and we just ended up with these fucking piles that we couldn't do anything with. It was like, what the fuck, dude? But yeah, it was a little village. Like the restaurants were people's kitchens, you know? Oh shit, It was pretty dude. fucking cool, dude. Yeah, it was like, it was, and it was a trip of a lifetime, dude. And what was nuts, dude, because like, this is crazy because they're so fucking expensive and they take so much maintenance. There's a fucking desalinization plant like right there for the village. That we were able to get, you know, like fresh water for free. Though they, though they did keep trying to charge us, but we were with a guy who had been down there before, and he was like, "They're like, oh yeah, you know, like my peso," and he's like, "No, <laughs> like I know this is free." <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, you know," they just kind of laugh and fucking bastards. Man, it's such a sick trip. Fucking <clears throat> Friday night. uh they set up like this big pavilion and like had a fucking DJ and like a fucking dance club fucking out on the cliff and we fucking moseyed on up and fucking, you know, because we were, you know, the out of town white guys, like all the fucking girls were like, you know, interested <laughs> and fucking the dudes were not digging that. And I had to fucking drag my friends away. I was like, dude, we are going to get fucking jumped. Yeah. I was like, it's yeah. bad enough we're here like surfing their break already. <laughs> I'm sure they don't like that, like, fucking, which they didn't. Uh, my buddy, uh, it, it, it's a sick little place because of the, the geography. Like, there's a point, and uh, there's, like, a, a cove as well right next to it. You get, like, all, all the three types of surf breaks. You get the break off the point, there's reef break out in the water, and then you get the shore break at the cove. So uh, <clears throat> my friend was out at the point, which uh, will get you bigger waves. Um, and, uh, he was just about to, you know, he was paddling to drop into the wave and this fucking local dude grabbed his fucking leash and like yanked him out and catapulted himself in at the same fucking time and just straight jacked him (laughs) fucking. And so my friend was like waiting on the shore and then he was like, Oh wait, that's not a good idea. (laughs) Fucking move down the beach away to the fucking the reef break, but uh, yeah. So I mean, they already were not stoked with us, you know, camping there. And there was only like like three or four other you know groups of people that were camping there. So it's like you know, it's not like we had you know the benefit of numbers or anything. <laughs> but the yeah, fucking dangerous territory. Okay, and I got one more. This is funny. So we this one night, I think it was actually the night that we couldn't return to Pacifico. We fucking uh, we bought this bottle of vodka 
just regular. It wasn't a brand we knew, but it was just you know regular bottle of vodka, you know, fucking eighty proof. Uh, that shit was almost explosive. It was like, oh god, dude! It on the fire, and it was like, <laughs> and it's just like. That is not 80 proof. <laughs> That's like 150. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, fucking, I could not believe that shit. <laughs> That's fucking That's funny, dude. And then one final tale from this. Uh, we were on, so uh, <clears throat> this dude uh, would come driving through the uh, campsite area uh, with fresh fish to sell to people. And then he also had a little bit of fucking shit-ass weed. And uh, so, you know, we got some fucking weed from him. And um, uh, the dude that uh, that took us to the place, like the guy had been there before, um, he was a, he was like eight or ten years older than most of us. And uh, so, you know, we were kind of like looking to him to, to, to guide us through this fucking trip since, you know, he'd done it before and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so we're getting we're going to we're going to spark up a joint this one night and uh, he insists on rolling it in the car which like I was like I don't know why you're doing this you can just do it in one of the tents but uh, we do it in the car and then uh, when we're fucking leaving we're coming back to fucking the US at one of the fucking checkpoints fucking they found a seat on the fucking ground and fucking you know shunted us off to the side and we're fucking you know shaking us the fuck down Man, all that shit over a seed yeah dude, dude Oh, and fucking uh, so we had to pay out pretty much you know um what we had left because uh, when we when we were down there you know we had like we had like a stash of money you know so that if something like that happened it'd be like oh well here this is all i have on me and it wasn't all the fucking money but when we were going back we had it all you know because like we were just thinking we're just going back it's not going to be a big deal so they fucking took everything we had and we needed fucking gas, dude. Man. And fucking, thankfully, we made it to a, a large city, and their fucking ATMs were cross-border, so we were fucking able to draw money out. But we fucking almost got stuck, like, fucking five hours south of the border in Mexico. Some scary shit, bro. <laughs> you know, no, no, no one who actually really speaks the language that well, because the dude who fucking took us he fucking kind of misrepresented how well he spoke fucking spanish <laughs> yeah. like it was somewhat passable but it was not like you know he was like oh yeah it's no problem you know i took this trip a bunch of times i talked to him no problem and then it's like he fucking like just he he, he sucked dude. <laughs> like we were better at it than him <laughs> uh but yeah it was a it was like trip of a lifetime really it was fucking crazy Dude, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's some epic tales, bro. All right, let me. What's really funny is lots of people from San Diego actually have similar stories because that used to be a super common thing before, you know, all the the kidnappings and the crazy cartel activity. But uh, yeah, let me uh, swing back over to that map quest story. So uh, yeah, dog. <laughs> So, uh, this is like, I was probably, I think 14 or 15, right? Um, I can't believe you've, you fucking used MapQuest, you fucking child, you, you baby. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the funny part about this, this story. The reason why is because I was about 14 or 15. I was grounded, uh, 
And um, I isn't that always the way? I had an iPod that I was still allowed to have, but I didn't have my phone, right? So I took the iPod and I was still able to get internet and shit on it. I was fucking scrolling Facebook, and uh, dude, I'm horny as hell, right? Uh, like I'm a little kid, like hormones everywhere. I'm a teenager. Yeah. Have a dick, so, you know. <laughs> um, But I was scrolling Facebook, and some girl who lived in town was like, hey, I'm hungry. Somebody should bring me food. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I this, got some this is my sausage I can bring in. <laughs> so I was like, this is it. So I was like, yo, I don't know this girl, man. She's just, like, on my Facebook. I think I went to that's a, that's a nice caveat there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm... I don't even know. I was going to throw that out there now because that makes this story all that more ridiculous. But, uh... So I was like, oh, dude, I have a half of a Subway sandwich. <laughs> so I'll bring that shit to you. And she's like, oh, oh can God, you drive? I'm like, yeah, sure, I could drive, no problem. Guess what? I couldn't. Suck I couldn't it, fucking drive. for half a sandwich. I couldn't fucking drive, man. Um, but I, my, my mom had a car, and she was asleep, and I knew where the key was. <laughs> and keep in mind, I've never driven a car before this in my oh, life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I don't have GPS. I, what kind of car was it? Like a fucking like... Like a, like a sedan? Yeah. Like a, a, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, like a... I guess like an SUV. So it was a it was, oh, yeah, nice. it was a big fucking car. Like like a big one, sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're like, oh my god. So uh, I I hit her up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll bring you some food. And so I grab the sandwich. I get on my iPod and I go on MapQuest and I screenshot like the directions for everything. And I'm like, this is gonna be a piece of fucking cake, man. No problem. Um, I was a man on a mission, right? So I get in the car, I throw the sandwich in the passenger seat, and I start the car, and then at that moment, I'm like, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> but I was, I, like I said, I was a man on a mission. I already I was like, I already told her I was going to be there. I already made these promises. I got to go through with this. So I back up. Got the sandwich. I drive. I'm like in the middle of the lane. I'm like... Like, I made the wrong turn, so I'm trying to turn around, and I fucking, like, end up, like, on the median. Like, I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck do you work this thing? Um, so, finally, I get there, and, um, you know, we're hanging out. I give her the sandwich. She's like, oh, cool, thanks for the sandwich. And we kind of sit there awkwardly and not talk. Um, nothing really happens, so I was like, man. This, this, this isn't going how I thought it would. So I make my way back home, same shit, like missing turns, like looking at these fucking map quest things I have screenshotted on my uh, iPod. Um, it's not going very well. I'm like, this is a waste of time. Like, hopefully I can get back without getting uh, pulled over or anything. Because then I'm in trouble. So I get back to my house, and there's, like, fucking five cars pulled up at my house. And my mom, like, called all her friends. They're, like, searching for my car. They're fucking pissed. Oh, fuck. Um, 
and they're like, what the fuck were you doing? I was like, uh, I was just, you know, bringing a sandwich to some chick. And they're like, I don't believe that. What were you doing? I'm like, no, like dead ass. I was bringing a sandwich to this chick. Like, I'll, I'll show you the conversation. Like, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. And they're like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah. If, if you would have got some, it would have all. That's yeah, out, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, right. it, then you, you would have been stupid. You would have been. Fucking it's genius. like now I'm even more grounded. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 I. And your balls are blue. My balls are blue. I'm more grounded. I'm down half a sandwich. <laughs> fucking lot. That was, that was a dang sandwich. Like, yeah, you were clearly saving it for something. Yeah, and I was like, I thought this was gonna be my chance to shine. I was gonna be like, but nope. Oh, <laughs> so getting some booty is is, is definitely a, a strong motivator to do things you should be doing. Yeah, and I mean, especially when you're like 14 years old and like, yeah. When you're a fucking a, a fresh teenager, like it is a powerful thing when any woman pays you the slightest attention. It's a powerful motivator now. And that's what yeah. I realized. I was yeah. like, man, getting laid is hard. <laughs> like you gotta put a little more. Like, man, I put all man. this work into like so much work, and then just nothing came from yeah, it. Shit, like, fuck, man. Pimping really ain't easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. <laughs> Damn, map map quest times. Oof, I don't oh, remember. Yeah, man. I don't, okay. I don't miss those. I mean, I do Thomas, not miss fucking Thomas Bros times, dude. You remember that? That's what I'm saying. I don't miss, I don't miss none of that. Yeah, and I don't miss rough. none of that. Thanks to map quest, <laughs> it was it was probably like a five minute drive that took me about twenty. Well, <laughs> I, I guess I can't blame it all on map quest because uh, most of it was my inability to drive. We driving on slow too. Super fucking slow. Like I was, I was trying to do U turns and I was like fucking them up. I was like, damn, my mom makes this shit look easy. Not knowing shit, not knowing a damn thing for sure, uh, man. But uh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a, that's a good ass story. It, no yeah, lie. dude, that was probably like one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Like looking back at it, I'm like. How the fuck did my teachers think I was a smart kid? Because I was a dumb fucking kid. I mean, street smart is different than book <laughs> yeah. smart. Because I'm, I was a definitely a book smart kid who did not have, like, who lived in the streets but didn't have, like, all the best street smarts. And then, you know, street smarts is usually, like, you making a bunch of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then going, damn, why the fuck did I do that? Oh, yeah, you, you know. Maybe because I didn't have fucking guidance. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't get street smarts from being smart. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, they they, they like, should. They're acquired from being a fucking idiot. That's, that's a skill they should teach in high school. school. You're doing. <laughs> they should teach street street smarts in high school. Like that. That's that's a underappreciated skill I mean, to have right there, there. There is a lot of things they need to change about high school, bro. Like it, it, it's fucking crazy because they hardly they hardly teach you how to like not get your ass whooped. Yeah, yeah they don't teach you that at all. Yeah, what they teach you is exactly how to get your ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, are you getting bullied? Go tell the teacher. It's like, yeah, yeah. Not only is that not gonna fucking work, I can kick my ass. Again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they 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 told me like, that they're what? like, oh, are you being bullied? Go tell the teacher. So I was like, hey, bro, this this dude is bothering me. 
and uh, he beat my ass again. I was like, fuck. I'm, I can't yeah, win fuck. with you people. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. And then being my fucking mom... neurodivergent at the same time is like, I don't understand this shit. And, uh, it's like, all the rules they're telling me doesn't fucking work. They don't make any sense. Yeah, dude. Uh, luckily, that was only like in early middle school. By high school, for some reason, people left me alone. And I think the reason to that is because they thought I would shoot up the place. Uh, nah, dog. It was it was the noise of the, the day. Yeah, dummy. it was probably that. So back when I was in high school, like I never talked to anybody. But uh, one of my, I'm actually still good friends with them now. Um, they started a thing. They're like, "Hey, what's the noise of the day?" And I would go, and uh. That that's probably why they left me alone. They're like, this kid's cool. No other, we can get not get the noise. Like this kid's hilarious. Yeah. Man, they were making fun of you, or if they actually like yeah, you. Yeah, I was hey, like, man, I can't tell if works. you're if you're being nice to me or if you're making fun of me. But honestly, I don't really care because you're not hitting me. Right. <laughs> you're not fucking bullying me. You're not fucking trying to hit me. No one's fucking mocking and honestly, me, really. Like, like, I'll, I'll, not everyone's laughing at me. And uh, I mean, from what Kovu said, maybe they left me alone because they thought I was, like, autistic or something. Yeah. Maybe I, I maybe, maybe they didn't want to bully the, be the person to well. bully the autistic kid. I don't know. Um, I wasn't autistic. I was just uh, strung out on Adderall. <laughs> I mean, you were ADHD, but yeah, probably could barely tell because all that are off <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i think now what we're gonna do is uh if uh passable has any touring stories he'd like to share oh i've never toured i've just played some wild shows at diy venues okay that works dude let's hear it what the fuck is up denny's <laughs> what is up denny's <laughs> Did you play? Man, Denny's. Did you play at a Denny's? I wish I, w- I would play Denny's. You're like, that's big time, dude. Fuck. Who do you think I am? <laughs> so I say, probably the rowdiest show I've played today was at a now defunct venue called the Art Hole, which was this dingy little like studio apartment sized room that uh they like. <laughs> had a stage kind of cordoned off into and then like <laughs> fucking like rock climbing holes <laughs> on the walls and like insulation foam on everything like, That's like the had size of a rehearsal of a tiny rehearsal <laughs> how many how many people I did mean, you have back in there it had to have been like 30 or 40 people oh, like it got pretty wild yes, dude. it's like fucking sardines in a can, <laughs> bro. oh yeah absolutely Man. Oh shit. That's 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 funny, dude. Um I'll go off though. Still pretty sick though. Dude, uh it was crazy. It felt like a much bigger crowd. Like everybody was jumping around, everybody I mean, was moshing, yeah. like people were crowd surfing and shit. Uh like honestly <laughs> one of my favorite gigs I've ever played. Oh uh, man. It was interesting. My brother subbed in on drums for like 80% of the gig pretty much because uh, our guitarist that was normally there couldn't make it and the rhythm guitarist couldn't even like hold a candle to the lead so I was like fuck <laughs> it I'll just learn everything that's fine so played all that like just had a really good time like finished as strong on the drums but like 
really solid venue. Like, literally one of the best crowds I've ever gotten to play with. Sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. <clears throat> but uh, one thing about that is, like, I'm a okay guitarist. I'm an okay singer and everything. But I have such bad performance anxiety that nothing has ever came from it like i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little bitch pretty much it's like oh wow you can do that do it I'm, when when you tell me to do it i'm like uh, 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 uh. nope you know what i, I lied I, i'm a terrible musician <laughs> that's that's I'm, not I'm anxious all the time so like when i do go up on stage it's like more anxiety but it's like okay cool this is a space i know how to navigate yeah. and <laughs> honestly it's something i'm i'm looking to uh overcome that's part of the reason i started like streaming on twitch that's part of the reason i started doing podcasts and shit it's uh kind of helping me get out of my shell i'm more social now like it's easier for me to talk to people um you could just uh, that, you could try uh, recording some some short Don't stuff, open you know, and then put it on your uh, YouTube just as a start. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I might actually, dude. Cause, so because then you know nobody's watching you, you know, but you know that people are, you know, that it's going to be out yeah. there. People will be able to see um, it. So a better, yeah, a better idea is putting out a completely like separate YouTube channel with a completely different alias that doesn't show my identity. Sure. Um, <laughs> not even not doesn't even have anything to do with octopus. Yeah, no yeah. Maybe maybe I could just do squids, like squid Jesus, and nobody would ever know. Way to th- yeah, way to think right outside, <laughs> pressed up against the box, bro. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. Just straight up a burner account. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, if people are mean to me, I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. And call yourself fucking yeah, young, Cody, you just... young Cody Bars. <laughs> yeah, Cody <laughs> plugging away until you write good music. Oh man, do we have do we have to show Jay young Eric Bars? Not during. Please the don't. <laughs> Jay seems like a cool guest. It might yeah. be fun to have him back. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me one sec. Yeah. Okay. All right. I won't. Also, neither of us want to hear that again. <laughs> uh. It was funny the first like. Three or four times. Yeah, since since I brought him up though, anybody who's interested, best rapper ever, Young Eric Bars, look him up on YouTube. Even better than Dylan. But uh, no, nobody. Yeah, I didn't catch that reference. Chappelle Show. What? Who are the five greatest rappers? Dylan, 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 and Dylan. No? I feel like I'm about to be crucified right now. I can't believe you don't fucking remember that shit. Go ahead. Or haven't or haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it, no. Well fuck, man. That's a bummer for you. Yeah, maybe I'll go check it out. And back before Chappelle turned out to be just another asshole. Yeah. Yeah, we were actually kinda when he uh before he started punching down all the time. <clears throat> we were actually kinda talking about that very briefly in the last podcast. I like just I assume all celebrities are assholes. Yeah, I mean I'm, at this point, I'm never surprised when I hear, oh, it's like, hey, this guy, you know, imprisoned and raped this girl. It's like, oh. Yeah. What a shock. Yeah. Because, um, like. It's like, was he in Epstein's book, too? Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, when Jay gets back, I have a story speaking of scumbag celebrities. Oh, shit. And, uh. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. We'll say you that. You spill the tea, bro? Oh, shit. Who are you calling out? 
Oh, you won't be surprised by who it is, quite frankly. Yeah. Was it the guy who stole your uh, guitar pedal in the first Tank. episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, uh, while we're waiting for him to get back, I'm going to uh, use the bathroom. So we'll take a quick break. And we are back. So, uh, Passable here says he has a story involving a uh, shitty celebrity he wants to share. And then after that, we're going to be talking about Jay's uh, favorite albums and what inspired him. And then I should be wrapping up pretty soon. So, so, uh, yeah, uh, Passable, if you want to go ahead and tell your story. Uh, so, like, not a very long story or anything, but uh, I did a weekend trip through uh, 26 in California, which is where they also held R. Kelly when he was uh, waiting trial. And turns out, dude had to be in solitary confinement for his own safety because, uh, well, you know, you do certain things and uh, inmates take exception. Like, dude was also a very hot topic of conversation with everybody in holding. Like, literally one of the only things people talked about but uh yeah asshole celebrities i guess oh yeah fuck that guy but uh yeah uh jay are you back can you can you hear us he's muted yeah i'm uh, back all right, all right. I, i'm here i wasn't sure if you guys you know how long that story might go I yeah, I wasn't sure either, but uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and uh, talk about some uh, albums that are mean something to you of any genre of your choice. Hell yeah. Okay. Albums that mean a lot to me. Um, I definitely feel like the first is going to be, wow, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's... <laughs> there's so many but cause like I'm inspired heavily by a couple of things like trombone players and you know music by trombone players uh, so there's two heavily influential trombone albums that like I fucked with to this day one is I mean the, the out of those two that like I think really shape who like like i currently am as a music as a trombone player the first is back of town by trombone shorty oh hell yeah uh, oh wow e- easily top easily you know top top choice uh the second one is is by a band called super hi-fi they're a trombone duo uh i think they went to berkeley school of music in boston or maybe nyu uh but like they have a uh I, I want to say their 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 album is actually still called Super Hi-Fi. Um, and they basically... No, no, I'm sorry. Their album is called Dub to the Bone. So it's those two, bass, I think guitar, and drums, of course. But they have, like... It's a dub trombone album. Like, dub reggae. It's so sick. Interesting. Their harmonies are on point. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's, yeah, it's my, no, I'm... They're, my, they're, the favorite song for me off that album for, uh, is called Washingtonian. So those two huge albums I'm, I'm influenced by really big. Uh, and then if I had to 
pick a third, it would be uh, first place by J.J. Johnson. So when I was a, a kid in high school, J.J. Johnson was, I mean, he still probably is highly regarded as the number one jazz playing trombone player of all time. Oh, right on. Right. If, you, if you're talking about goats of trombone players in the jazz world, a lot of people may debate about it. He's still, he's maybe not my like favorite stylistically. I mean, but he's the man. He's he's right, the right. the greatest of all time. Like you 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 regard him and as that regard. It, it's, I found it funny because like his name is JJ. Like it's not like his, his initials stand for J J. <laughs> so I found that really cool. As a guy named Jay, I, I love artists named Jay. Like you know, <laughs> like legitimately named Jay, not like my name is short for something. Because Jay is my real fucking government name. Yeah, so Jay's got to stick together, man. It's short for something. And real Jays. Yeah, yeah, Jays, yeah. Fuck them fakes. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many fake so Jays in this world. There's so many fake Jays. You know fucking Jays. And the sad part is, like, one of my other top albums is. Uh, a Jay-Z album, right? I'm a, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan as a rapper, but, like, Jay is not his real name. Boo. His real name is Sean. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, like... He's, he's a rapper, only... come on. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the only... He's the only big J that I fuck with. Really yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? The only one so, who gets a pass. Man, that's really the funny. Only one the... <laughs> uh, so, Jay, something occurred to me... Uh, were you with Fishbone when they played Back to the Beach? No, that's fucking... Uh, I was going to say, if you were, before, then I, I actually saw you play. <laughs> that's, that's, it, yeah, dude, I wish. I'm I'm so ever-loving sad. That was when they reunited, bro. That was such a good show, man. Of course it was. <laughs> that's one of the best shows I've ever been to, dude. Saw bands I never thought I'd have an opportunity to see again since, you know, I missed it in the early 2000s and shit. Bro, since I've left the band, they've been doing so many good shows that I'm, I'm like, honestly jealous of. They're playing in Puerto Rico next week. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. I've never wanted to go to Puerto Rico, but, like, knowing that a band I was in is going to fucking Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rico and I'm not going makes me fucking sad. You know what I'm now I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And, man, just hit them up. Like, Be like, shit. take me with you guys. Like, hey, uh, you can always use some more, like, you know, another trombone, right? Man. Come on. Yeah, two trombone players, <laughs> man. Could... It's a ska band. What the fuck? <laughs> if, if I, I, when, I, when I left the band because they were reuniting, I never thought I would, if I got the opportunity, go back. But now, dog, I would, I would jump at the chance. I would jump at the fucking chance. Like, I've had enough time away to where I'm like, uh, the awkwardness is slowly kind of fading, but it's still, it's, I still don't go to like, you know, as many shows of fish bones as I can yeah. go to. I can literally just go to be like, Hey, I'm going to this show, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, man, the the questions, the awkwardness, the, the fans, all of the, like, I wish I was up there feelings. I just, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's too personal for me, even though it's not my fucking band. Like, all of those things affect me. Yeah. But, uh, um, so going back to the, uh, your, uh, uh, inspirations, that's that, uh, second one, that was super high five, right? Did I hear that right? 
super hi-fi h-i dash uh, oh hi-fi hi i see i see all right yeah because yeah, i that sounds dope as hell like definitely gotta check that shit out turntable you ordered so, yeah 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 check out check out their their dub to the bone album it's fucking amazing dub to the bone is this gonna yeah, end yeah. up being another vinyl that i have to like scour the earth to find well considering quite, vinyl quite is your new possibly. hyperfixation then yeah i because I, I don't even know if they have vinyl bro like oh, they shit, might i got you but, yeah like uh you'll definitely love at least washingtonian and probably tree uh trio Trey tree trio i think is the name of it three t right ones on. i can't i just can't yeah man yeah so those those are huge inspirations for me uh as a trombone player like as a vocalist like you know like i do a lot of rap rock shit which is you know kind of hilarious i I find huge inspiration from um some old jay-z stuff uh because you know again my 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 favorite rapper of all time but like i have like a huge number of different like musical inspirations in different different ways like different different genres of stuff like i love motets from classical music and shit like that that's one of the few things that i actually like really love like you know like acapella like singers yeah just um, uh no middle uh, medieval uh, music nah man middle, <laughs> medieval music i was i fucking uh that, that that was a semester well a quarter at ucla that i fucking <laughs> dreaded but it was like literally what kickstarted me into fucking music history was taking a middle medieval music history course and passing it knowing that i could fucking succeed in the, in the, in the major. Man, you should uh um, really uh give a middle finger to the system and like start a middle medieval music band <laughs> medieval sky yeah medieval sky like the harpsichord <laughs> and the lute. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking. Man, you know it's funny, or not even really funny. It's just that'd be cool as hell too, because like nobody's ever done that shit. Not that I can think of. God, I've heard that, of green sleeves. That's <laughs> a sky version of. I think maybe Jer might have because he does everything, dude. That dude's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm. Very inspired by Jer. You know, he's hardworking. Like, I don't have any of his albums, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Like, like vinyl or anything like that. But Bothered and Bothered is a, ba- is a, is a banger. Um, I can't remember the, the last couple of albums he's put out. But, yeah, uh, he does good stuff, dude. Yeah. He, he, I love, I love his covers on Scotty Network, too. Yeah, man. He's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Uh, I'll oh, have hey, to uh, say, oh, no, go go ahead. Crazy Glue by Fishbone because that's like the first time I got to record with those dudes. Like even that's, though I didn't write any of the shit, you. <laughs> like I I got to do that. Uh, the second EP that we did was is called Intrinsically Intertwined. I got to work on um, and write the horn parts for uh, like maybe one or two songs on that album. Also very good for me. Like Crazy Glue was a kind of like a different experience because like I got to just it was my first foray into it. A lot of the songs were kind of written more collectively, while intrinsically intertwined was more like Angelo and Norwood having solo differently ideas and then pushing them together for like 
a short EP. You know what I'm saying? So right. it, it, that part. Uh, so I didn't really get to flex my creative muscle writing with Fishbone as much as I, I would have liked to. Right. So, I, you know, that's that's a huge regret for me. Um, so I, because of those things, like, I got to pour in uh, my musical creativity into the two bands that I'm currently a front man for, the lead singer of. Uh, that's Year of the Dragon with Dirty Walt from Fishbone, who, you know, we were both horn players. He's a horn player and, and kind of like a hype man in Fishbone uh, in that way. Uh, and, uh, you know, me being a, a horn player, but we don't play horns in this band. It's specifically rock. <laughs> it's like, so we have to... Yeah, when I checked it out, I was like, what? I don't, I was like, I don't hear a trombone. Any horns, <laughs> brother, no yeah, horns. That, that, that's what threw me off guard. <laughs> when I, I, was all, I, was all, I was all talking to Octopus about it. I'm like, fucking... I was like, dude, that fucking lead singer, that's goofy, dude. I love it. And he's like, yeah, that's Jay. It's like, oh, oh. You know, I'm the one doing a heavy carrying of the, the lyrics now, but Dirty Walt is, like, such a clean vocalist that, like, from my time working in Fishbone and then working in this band, I'm heavily inspired by him. So sometimes, like, it took me a while to kind of find my own voice in the band. But now I feel like I'm good with it. Um, in a, a lot of ways, I feel like I've taken over the lead songwriting duties as a, as a vocalist and lyricist in a, a lot of the tracks. We're working on a new album, which should probably, like our last album, Take Control 2019 release, has about, I don't know, 11 songs on it or something like that. And our new album that we're working on currently is about, I'd say, at least demo-wise, halfway done. And we have a, like prospectively twelve or thirteen tracks easily. Oh, hell yeah. Half of those tracks are like me, you know, shouldering the lyrical duties and Walt being my head man. A few of them are like us trading off together like run DMC and then a few are like him writing, leading the way. Right. But like, yeah, that's huge. Then I have my other band, Electric Gremlin, which is yeah. basically what I've taken from Wild Bunch and like applied and like Trombone Shorty and applying to a band where I I am the sole lead singer. I am the, the main songwriting like trombone player, like, you know, me and my, my buddy, we are songwriting partners, basically. But like it's the first band I've ever had the opportunity to create kind of whatever the fuck I want, right? I've always been a for hire guy uh, who I was talking to somebody about this recently who was basically like the understudy of the triple A trombone players, right? <laughs> I get to, you know, fill in for somebody when they leave Fishbone. I get to fucking Playing in the fill minor in. <laughs> yeah, and then I get called up and then I'm like, oh, great, like, cool. I want to be, you know, just a an equal member of this group and it's like well you didn't start it so too like, bad no nope. like you're a <laughs> you session know. musician shut up yeah exactly you know what I mean? so that, uh, that's a hard feeling for me to feel as like you know a perpetual you know i like my role i love being the, but the it's not guy. like you know it's it's not your band in any way you exactly know? Yeah. so you it's can just, just always be you're like, playing in step aside son get the fuck out <laughs> the way 
And then it's back down to the minor leagues with you. <laughs> now, I will say this, though. Well, um, a while back, you sent me uh, Pocket Chocolate by Electric Gremlin. And, like, dude, that song fucking slaps. I didn't write that. Oh, I didn't write that. My buddy oh, wrote you didn't that. write that one? No, man. Well, I mean, my buddy wrote that regardless, dude, I'm that. Dude, send me send me a song that you did write for them, because I mean I, I oh, yeah okay. I really did like that, uh, but I think that was the only one you sent me, and uh, I got ADHD, so like I, I forget to check shit no out, worries, like bro. really dive deep, like even my favorite bands. I'll send you this. I'll send you this other one. So there, uh, there's a few songs on Bandcamp because like I took every one of our singles down. We only released like four singles to to A and B sides. Uh, on like the streaming services, YouTube and all that shit. But because I want the entire album to be released, hopefully this year will be the time uh, for that. I took, uh, there's the other shit's really just on Bandcamp. And I have one music video that I'm going to send in the chat real quick. That's called This World is Fucking Loco. I did most of... Oh, What's the material? You know on this? what? I think you sent me that one. That sounds very familiar. Um, it's a Scott tune for sure. Like it's a Bob. Yeah, no, uh, I think that was the other one you sent me. I think you sent me uh, yeah. this one and Pocket it's Chocolate. It's not even. It's not even on Bandcamp. That shit's only on YouTube. You can only check it out there. Hell yeah. Um, YouTube exclusive. Yeah, for real is. I've been trying to push the numbers up on that because. It's all like DIY. We shot it on the top of the studio from a different angle from Pocket Chocolate. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like, my banger of a song on, on like is that one, but like the one I wrote kind of completely except for the bridge uh, is Pause the Cat. My kids fucking love that song. They, they, it's the only song that they know <laughs> the, the, of mine that I, I, I really wrote. Except for, like, my oldest daughter checked out all of my Year of the Dragon shit. She just said, you know, it sounds like you're screaming all the time. I can't understand what you're saying. And I was yeah, like, like, well, all right, then, kid. I am like, screaming. <laughs> I am. Like, it's an like, I'm upset. <laughs> it's an angry band for me. I, would totally, <laughs> I, totally, I totally use that band to, like, vent some frustrations. Yeah, that, that one caught me <laughs> off guard because I, I listened to it. Resist. I was like, wait, where's the trombone? <laughs> So yeah, amazing. seriously. It, he sends it, he sends it to me, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is his new band." And I'm like, "What the fuck, man? This is not what I was expecting." It's not that it's bad, yeah. you know. I was just like, "What?" Yeah, it's com- it's completely a different pace yeah. from like Electric Gremlin. Even Electric Gremlin is much more like trombone shorty than anything else. Um, but like those are those are the things that like kind of inspire my songwriting. So like, I love. I love Wu Tang. I love lyricists. I love you know rappers. I love um, rock. I love fucking you know jazz and Treme. Fucking I love funk music. Like funk is my shit. Yeah, I love yeah, yoga. Yeah, like, so sick. You know what I'm saying like I I love so much shit that like kind of bleeds into who I am as a musician. The one like it's the, my least two is gonna be country and fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. country and, and medieval. Classical. that's what it is but um i'm 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 gonna wrap up talking because like i really want to go outside yeah no dude uh it's been forever and i feel like i can continue with a bunch more stories next time yeah hell yeah i would like to get you again man i would 
Yeah, we'd love to have you again. Um, you know, for sure, dog. I love you guys. You guys are great. I fucking appreciate being a part yeah, of your yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah, glad to have you. All yeah, right. Good you, one. You, you, you know, you fucking, what do you guys call it? Cephalopods? Yeah. <laughs> Cephalopods. <laughs> Cephalopods. Because, <laughs> like, I, we're, I was, I'm actually probably going to write you know, I, I don't know if, if you guys might be familiar with the idea that, like, the seas will rise and all that type of shit with global warming. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. To, to <laughs> me, I, I feel like, you know, squids and cephalopods will yes, rule the world. Yes, dude, thank <laughs> you. They're going to yes. take over. And, oh, yeah. Man, you know what's crazy about <laughs> that is... Um, and everything else will evolve into crap. Oct- octopuses, exactly. octopuses only get to be, like, you know, two years old. And and that in that two year lifespan, they get smarter than a, a two year old human. So once the Earth is oh, flood yeah. and really they good. start living longer, dude, we're fucked. Yeah, that's, that's how it's gonna be, bro. It's, it's water world, but you know, everything squid related. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, Jay. Before you go, if you have anything you want to plug to the potential audience, uh, oh, like your upcoming uh, releases, stuff like that, uh, you can go ahead okay. and do that. Uh, please follow. Uh, social media for that's uh, year of the dragon band.com where like we have uh, our last album 2019's take control out Dope ass album. Uh, anywhere anywhere music is found uh, we've got merch for sale t-shirts beanies I think some hoodies stuff like that maybe some hats on the website um, electric gremlin band on Bandcamp because uh, you know we have a few singles pocket chocolate uh, pause the at uh, Politician is a Bitch, which is like an Ice Cube cover. Um, and then there's one more on there. I can't remember what fucking song it might be. Uh, but, and of course, This World is Fucking Loco on YouTube by Electric Grimlin Band. Um, and I think that's it for now. I'm sure next time we're, we do this, I'll have some more shit, but that's, that's enough. All right, cool, cool. And I will cool, uh, cool. put the links to that in the... Uh in all the descriptions for everything. So for YouTube and Spotify and for everything. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's going to be there. You can uh, post them here in the discord too. Yeah, definitely. If you, if you want to, then uh, anyone here can uh, check it out as well. All right, you cats. I'll catch y'all on the flip. Yeah. Thank you all guys right. for having me. You know what I mean? This has been awesome. I can't wait to do it again. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Okay. Enjoy your smoke. Peace. Sir. Peace. And I think that's uh, where I'm going to end the podcast. That was a Cephala Podcast. Yeah, it was a long boy. Cephala Podcast, episode four. And it's, yeah, like I said, just uh, links will be in the description. YouTube, Discord, uh, Spotify, all that shit. Go check it out. Peace. Peace. Peace.